What's up, guys? Welcome to episode six of the Winning Program podcast. Let's go. I'm EJ here with Domino Arth. Let's go. Game. Tell us what happened last night. Let's hear it. Game four. Milwaukee takes down Phoenix. 21 NBA Finals. Game four of the 2021 NBA Finals, the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns. 109. (laughs) 109 to 103. Despite Booker having 42 points. It did not go in the Suns' favor. But what did... Devin Booker gets buckets. What did go in the... Uh, well, I don't know what went in the Suns' favor. What went in the Bucks' favor, <laughs> though, was... What went in the Bucks' favor, though, was Middleton absolutely balling out 40 points. His name's not Middleton. Oh, Michael it's Jordan. Michael Jordan. Say no, it with me. Michael <laughs> Jordan. That was Michael Jordan, game four. Hitting contested jump shots like that. But, um, yeah, the Suns absolutely struggled that game. The turnovers, the 17 turnovers, five by Chris Paul, and the last one in the fourth quarter, he slipped. That led to foul shots for the Bucks, and that closed it out right there. Just, yep, yep. And it looked like it was going the Suns' way. I mean, yeah, nine-point lead, fourth quarter and third quarter. They both had nine-point leads. They really could have closed it out. I mean, it was their game to win, but... The Bucks on home court, they they took it. Yep. Um, all Suns players outside of Devin Booker really struggled last night. Um, Jay Crowder was a second leading scorer with 15 points. Cam Johnson continued to be a great spark off the bench with 10 points. He got a run of extended minutes a little last night. Um, Mikhail Bridges only had seven points, so back to back bad performances on the road from him. And DeAndre Ayton, yes, he had 17 rebounds, but he only had six points. And the Suns gave up 17 offensive rebounds. To the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go. Um, Specifically, like 6'5", P.J. Tucker, Pat Connaughton. There's no reason DeAndre Ayton should be letting those dudes get rebounds. Oh, yeah. You even saw it. Uh, he should be more. I, I think he should be more aggressive with the ball because we we saw that game that Aiden was trying to go for a defensive rebound, gets taken by Connington. Connington gets a layup. That that just doesn't happen for a seven foot center when pretty much being guarded by a six five guard. So just a big size difference. I, I was definitely shocked to see that. I, I expected Aiden to get the defensive rebound. Mm-hmm. Yep. Phoenix really struggled. Um, obviously, Devin Booker had no help last night. Chris Paul, 10 points, 7 assists, 5 turnovers. What was that about? What was that about? I mean, just well defended by Drew Holiday, honestly. Just forcing up the, Drew forcing up the shots and forcing the turnovers by Chris Paul as well. Yeah, only Booker shined on that team. It was, it was like Game 3 where one of the stars, like Booker in Game 3, he had 10 points. Chris Paul now having 10 points. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, just one of the star um, players struggled in two of those games. Yep. And we also really have to give credit to Drew Holiday. Oh, yeah. Regardless of his offense 
game, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. He has played incredible defense the past Absolutely. three games. Obviously, in game two, Chris Paul and Booker scored. They won the game. But in game two, we saw Drew Holiday make a concerted effort to pick up Chris um, Paul full court off the inbound pass, get the ball out of his hands, disrupt Phoenix fast-flowing offense. Um, and then we saw it again in game three, but on Devin Booker, who only had 10 points and sat the whole fourth quarter. And then last night, Chris Paul only had 10 points because of Drew Holiday. So that's just incredible defense, and hats off to him. Yeah, hats off to him defensively, but offensively, not so much. Four of 20 on field goals. Four of 20. Four of 20. That's 20% from the field. Yeah, it still looked like you put up a, like a, you know, a decent stat line, but it's missing like, yeah, because he missed open jump shots, three-point shots. If you would have made some of those, I think it could have been a different game. It could have been a win for the Bucks by much farther or much bigger. As you said, 4 of 20 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. Off the top of my head, I can count about two or three open mid-range shots that he missed off the pick and roll. Um, he finished the game with a 13-7-7 and stat line. And regardless of the incredible defense that he brings you, as a max player, player getting paid the max, and he knows what he's here in Milwaukee to do, his offensive input output isn't enough. Milwaukee needs more. Yeah, they, they need more offensive input in from Drew Holiday for sure. But I mean, that was Middleton's game, or Michael Jordan's game. Cash I say. money, cash money, cash money. Yeah, and yeah, even by Giannis too. Like that defensive block on Aiden. Like no one thought that would happen. All time, all time block, all time block, man. Um there's not much more you can say about that. You know, the pick and roll comes. P.J. Tucker loses Booker. Giannis has to pick him up. Aiton's wide open by the rim. You see the lob pass go up. Giannis's back is turned. Like, you sit there, you're like, okay, Aiton's going to dunk this, and the Suns are going to go on to win this game. But then out of nowhere, yeah. the man takes one baby step and then just jumps. He jumps like he's... I don't know. I can't even explain it, but he jumps and he gets up there and that's just an incredible block. Oh yeah. Definitely one of the greatest blocks in the NBA. Athletically. Yeah. Athletically. I think it's the greatest of all time. I don't know who else can do that. That's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be hard for like, you know, any other player to do that in the NBA, especially with like a seven foot seven, like Aiden. And yeah, Giannis absolutely blocked that. It got back in PJ Tucker's hands. That sealed the game right there. Because I think if Aiden would have that dunk, in the hands oh. of Cash Money. But yeah, go on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that went in the hands of Cash Money, you know, in hitting uh, jump shots. But yeah, if I think if Aiden would have hit that dunk, the ref would have probably called in one. Could have. And yeah, that would have given him a one point lead, 50 seconds left. And that right there shifts the momentum for the it goes in the sun's favor. And yeah. You're right. Because I'm still surprised right now at the fact that Giannis didn't hit his wrist or hand or anything. Like it was a hundred percent ball. Um 
yeah, it was incredible. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, greatest athletic block for sure. And yeah, I mean, Giannis made another block in game two against Bridges. So yeah, he's been yeah he's been going crazy on these blocks. I I really think he's a championship level defensive anchor um, because you know we have players like. Um, they're just certain players, you know, that elevated teams' defense so much. And a lot of the time, it's really versatile big men. Like, if you go back into the 90s, it's like Hakeem Olajuwon on those Houston Rockets teams that went back-to-back um, in the middle of the 90s. Then just last year, you had Anthony Davis. He carried that Lakers defense with his versatility. Oh, yeah. um, and this year, it really looks like Giannis has a chance to do that as well um great defender great team defender yeah possible uh finals mvp he's the front runner has to be no question by far by far it should go at this point in time it should go um how would i put this um who, who do we have it would go Giannis. go a little down booker Mm-hmm. go far down and then you have Middleton and Chris Paul kind of on the same stool you know because um, Middleton has had 29 points in game one you know then he didn't play two games two and three and then he played really well last night but then same thing for Chris Paul you know Chris Paul didn't play exceptionally the past two games but he played well in the first two so yeah yeah some something they just gotta fix especially 17 turnovers from the Suns and yeah you take away a good yeah take away a good chunk of those could have been a mm-hmm. way, way different ball game yep and um remember yesterday's podcast um how we were talking about the importance of home court advantage That's I right. think that was really shown yesterday with the play of the Suns role players compared to like a Bucks role player like Pat Connaughton or Bobby Portis. Yeah. I think Connaughton had, yeah, he had 11 points, 9 rebounds, almost double-double. So, yeah, great game from him and Portis. Off the bench, really, yeah, give them the momentum for sure. Um, he had 27 points at home. He had 27 points at home in game two. He did. And then, yeah, and then in game three, he had four. And then game four. He had seven points. So just like that, in the past last two games combined, he doesn't even account for half of the points he scored back at home. So I really think this home court advantage is really big. And then that even takes me on a tangent to the NBA bubble last year and why I think that championship was so hard to win because the teams that earned home court advantage, they didn't get it, you know? Nope. I'll play it was all... Yep, all level level playing field, you know. And once you get to the end of the playoffs, you know, um, near the end, like the conference finals, that's when you have the superstars and their teams, you know. You know what you're going to get out of the superstars every day, night in, night out, you know. Um, yep. Because Jimmy Butler, we considered him a superstar last year. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you know. Um, Nikola Jokic. Um, Jamal Murray was a all-star. Oh yeah, that's but he was incredible in the yeah. But he was incredible in the bubble. So you knew what you were going to get out of all these star players, like Jason Tatum as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's really the role players and when you see in the bubble the role players that stepped up every single night it just goes to show how hard it is because they didn't have the fans behind them all they had is their teammates and the coaching staff you know and then it's all on you to get in the right mental space and i think that was really difficult for the players so the players that did well there deserve a lot of credit yeah it was just yeah the bubble last was based on talent in a way because i think and mental toughness mental toughness because i mean yeah if it was like a regular season like where they had home court advantages could have been a it would have been a very different playoff i think yeah milwaukee may have found a way to stop the miami heat wall earlier in the playoffs might have and yeah Giannis got injured this could be the revenge tour the bucks revenge tour for the past couple years yep we're gonna have to wait and see um but before we go on to series predictions and our thoughts about it one more thing i wanted to say is that tj tucker while he's a great defender um and statistically one one of the greatest, if not the greatest, corner three point shooter of all time. Oh. He has been doing anything this this um this series, in my opinion. Um, he missed. He took yeah. one shot last night. It was a big corner three with like three one minutes shot. left, I believe. He missed it. Yep. And while his defensive versatility is great and the effort he gives is great, he had five fouls last night, and like three or four of them were on jump shots. You know, he had one where he held Booker's forearm. Booker did that rip through when he got the foul. Um, he he quote-unquote fouled Jay Crowder when we all know Jay Crowder just flopped, but it happens there, Could you know? Flop. Yeah. yeah, and, um, you know, P.J. Tucker can't be doing that because he and Drew Holiday are big X factors for this Bucks team in this postseason run, you know? Cash money's not going to score 40 points every night. Giannis is not going to score 40 points every night. You need these other dudes to step up to fill the voids there when Phoenix is hitting on all cylinders like they did games one and two. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, mainly because of, like we talked about, the home court. And, yeah, losing, I think losing Dario Saric was a little, a little (laughs) bigger than we, than we expected. Oh my goodness. You know, we would sit here and make jokes about Dario Saric. We were like, Dario Saric, the greatest player of all time. But it's really evident how big he is for this team because he's a much better interior defender than Frank Kaminsky. So when Aiton's off the court, there's no one to stop Giannis. And he's going to have fun every single time. Yeah, especially especially when they play small ball, like, you know, the Suns to that game three. That worked out great. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> nice sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't even really work out great. So, yeah, lo- I bet losing like a role player like Sarich, who last year in the bubble did, he did good last year in the bubble. I mean, you know, they didn't make the playoff, but in those playing games, I think he did well off the bench. Yeah, and he provides something different offensively to Aiton with his three point scoring threat off the catch. Aiton doesn't necessarily provide that. Yeah, absolutely. He's more of like a more in the in the paint guy. I don't even know if I've seen him take a three point shot. I'm yeah, I think I have. But yeah, I'm not. Uh, he likes the, he likes the mid range game though. He's really underrated. I 
Oh, the mid range shots if he wants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. When he takes those mid ranges, yeah, they're 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 in most of the time, especially yeah in this and like the whole playoff series as a whole. I mean, I saw him, you know, take take a few mid rangers and just absolutely hit him. That's that's clutch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But we all know who the king of the mid range was last night. Yeah. Cash money, aka Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's he took some like off balance, off balance jump shots hitting him, not even touching the rim. Yep. Yeah, he was definitely so. Cool. With that out of the way, yep. With that out of the way, um, after seeing the way that Milwaukee went down 0-2 to Phoenix, it was clear that this series was Phoenix's. You know, um, they had all the momentum going into Game Three, but then they get blown out and almost humiliated in a way in game three you know mm-hmm. um then game four comes out and they have the lead the win is theirs for the taking and they choke it um milwaukee comes back after playing very poorly but they step up in the big moments yeah, and they win is. this game in championship level fashion um if there's any team that's going to take a road game I think it has to be Milwaukee going into Phoenix for Game 5. I don't see it happening any other way because of the momentum they have. Yeah, they definitely have momentum of riding a two-game win streak, both at home, and they go to Phoenix. I mean, whoever whoever wins this Game 5, it's clear that they might win the finals. It's clear. Because if Milwaukee does, they take all the momentum back, back to their home court. Home. Back to their home. Fear court. the deer district. But if Phoenix wins and then Milwaukee wins, it'll go to Game Seven. I think that but that's be, in the valley. I know that is in the valley. So I think I think it'll probably go like that. I think the series can definitely go to seven because we see two different. Of course, yeah, we see two different teams, like two like two different Phoenix teams and two different Milwaukee teams when it's on home court, and when they play away. That's what I've seen. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Yeah, the home court advantage has really been big this year, you know. Um, the difference it obviously makes for players. Um, and really right now, you know, we're at the stage of the season where this is the NBA Finals, you know. Coach adjustments matter, but they're not that big anymore. Right now it's all about individual player, um, their focus, you know, them saying, I'm going to get a bucket for my team. I'm going to stop this dude defensively or stuff like that. And um, right now it's really on the players, you know. Like this is where your star players step up and say, okay, I want my team to win the NBA Finals and I have three games to win two. I'm going to go make it happen. So, Absolutely. I mean, Milwaukee showed that yesterday, respectably. Yep, and Devin Booker showed it yesterday. Just no one else on his team did. Yeah, after coming back from 10 points, game three to, like, 42. Yes. So, yeah. Like, yeah, it was, like, nearly four times. Yeah. Oh, no, that was four times. 4.2 times. That's what he got the previous game. But, yeah, you saw he went off, but the other stars weren't on cylinders, like Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, the big three. Yeah. They combined mm-hmm. for 16. Just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Not good at all. But now, 
We are going to give our series predictions. So, oh. Dominic, let's go. Series predictions, you know, it, it's a little altered, a little altered. Um, what happened to Suns in four, huh? Huh? What happened to Suns in four? You know, I mean, the Suns in four. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it was fun while it lasted, you know. It the first happened. two games. I mean, yeah, it only happened. But I think. I'm going to say this time, Sun 7, you know, the, the too much loyalty for the Valley. Wow, you're going <laughs> to 7? I mean, because I, I, think, I think Phoenix will take it. They'll take it tonight, and they'll go back to Milwaukee. Milwaukee will take it, and then they go back to Phoenix. Phoenix will take it. I think it's, yeah, yeah. this is just a serious so you, where. Um, of home court, huh? Of, of home court, yeah. I think that's how it's going to pan out. For me... I understand the importance of home court, but the fashion, as I said, in just the simple fashion, like the, the way that Milwaukee just won these past two games at home, if there's anyone that's going to steal a game on the road, it's going to be Milwaukee. Mm. And I have them winning game five, taking three in a row, three in a row, going home to Milwaukee game six, <laughs> Bucks and six, Bucks and six. That's my prediction. It could happen, could happen. We got Game 5 Saturday night. Game 5 Saturday night. Wow, that's, that's a long time away. They're making us wait too much for these, you know. They they want the atten- the NBA wants the intensity to build up. so. <laughs> that's true, but we need Giannis to rest. Rest I need. And we need cash, <laughs> cash money to watch um, more of the Last Dance documentary. You think he'd watch like, a bit of the documentary before the game? <laughs> like, I'm going I'm to drop yeah. 40 tonight. He said, "I'm uh, so." He probably went on and he's like, "Everyone talking down on him on like social media." And he's like, "Yeah, I took this personally." And he went out. He dropped forty points. Um, I'm sure. He took hopefully, he can do it again. We'll see. I mean, the past two games of Phoenix you know, look different, but yeah, I mean, for the Suns, Chris Paul, I mean, needs to step up, you know, because like game four, eight ten. Yeah, he needs to step up too because both of those guys, like the big three, I, I believe, like, what was it, game one? They, had a combined, they combined for 81. Yeah, they yeah. combined for 81 points in game one. And what, game two? Sitting near performance, you know. Chris Paul had a good game. Aiden had a good game. Booker had a good game. And just when they all went on the road, it was just different. Just different story. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, but with that out of the way for the NBA Finals, we did have um, some interesting news two days ago that we didn't get the chance to talk about yesterday. It was on Kawhi Leonard and his ACL. What did the report say again? Ugh. The Kawhi Leonard ACL report. Let's see. Yep, he had he had surgery to repair that uh, torn ACL. They said it was a partial tear, correct? Correct. Partial tear to the ACL. He's going to probably recover. He's recovered for the offseason. I think stay with the Clippers, and you know they're bound for another playoff push. With Paul okay, George so we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. so we'll talk about it like this. So first, Kawhi Leonard free agency. Then what this means for the Clippers next season and Kawhi for the rest of his career. So if we go to free agency, um, 
obviously you remember when um Kevin Durant tore his Achilles but he went out in free agency and he got his max contract yes sir that's going to be different for Kawhi Leonard obviously because Kawhi Leonard has had so many injuries and we've seen how cautious he is with his body um I don't see it a smart team sending him a max offer sheet this offseason. So I seriously think that he opts in, keeps his contract for the last year with the Clippers, and then as he's recovering, tries to get the max money for next year. I think he'll I think he'll definitely get the max money. Yeah. Because Clippers are, you know, they're bound in the playoff big playoff push. They mm-hmm. were this year too, even without Kawhi for Western Conference Finals. Yeah, but with this surgery, what it also means is that um, even though it's a partial tear, I believe they had to do full reconstructive surgery on him. Um, So that's worse than what happened to Spencer Dinwiddie. Obviously, Spencer Dinwiddie was allowed to start training on the basketball court after seven months from him tearing his seven months out from him tearing his ACL. But um, Kawhi Leonard looks like it's going to take nine to twelve months. So now the real question for the Clippers is, do they even make the playoffs next year? Next year? Yes, they definitely make the playoffs. Well, depending on Paul George, of course, but let's say if Kawhi is, like, you know, out the season, I think they can definitely snip, like, a like a lower seed. But, yeah, they, they de- I think they still get in the playoffs. I don't know what Paul George is really going to do, you know, um... He can do a lot, obviously, but over the course of 72, 82 games, however many we're going to have next year, um, I don't see that Clippers team going any higher than the seventh seed in that West. And hmm. I feel like they fall 10 to 7, and they're a play in team. They could fall. They'll probably get, I don't know who they'll get, but yeah, they can definitely fall just too early to tell obviously injuries you never know yeah because when you look at the west you know let's go to the playoff teams the lakers are going to be back um obviously we have the nuggets going to be healthy the suns don't seem like they're going anywhere assuming chris paul stays um yeah the warriors are going to be a little better with clay thompson back we don't know how good he's going to be but i think they'll make the playoffs um the only team you can and then you have like the Dallas, the Grizzlies, you have Utah who will be good in the regular season at least. Wow. Um the only team you can really see falling down is um like Portland if like Dame leaves, but other than that, the Clippers are gonna have a tough time next year. Yeah, if Dame leaves, uh they're definitely going into rebuild mode. Yeah, we gotta see what trades come up for him though. There's there hasn't been anything interesting in the news yet. Did the light the lake show? Could, could they possibly sign a a third superstar? Um, they can sign a third super. Uh, not. I can't. I don't think they can sign a superstar. You know, the amount of sign in trades they'd have to do. So many player decisions. Um, they're so tight on money right now. I yeah. think their best real their most realistic options are trying to get Lonzo Ball, Kyle Lowry, or DeMar DeRozan. Um, yes, but yeah, they're gonna have a tough time, definitely. But um, 
Yeah, Dame definitely isn't a go for the Lakers. Uh, uh-uh. they don't they don't have the assets to convince Portland. But you can definitely he could be a go for the Sixers because you know the Sixers point guard. He's probably he probably you know he's in trade talks. But the Sixers put out their they basically put out their um, asking price for Ben Simmons. They value Ben Simmons for an All Star back. Because they said they're shopping him and they're looking for an all-star caliber player in return. Yeah. Damian Lillard is a superstar. He's not an all-star. What about like a CJ McCollum? But although he's never made a all-star team, but can you say that? <laughs> he's been too inconsistent in the playoffs, and he's a terrible defender. Oh yeah, defenders out there. I, I don't see it happening, but you know we'll see. Um. This next season space really going to be really interesting, but um, got to wait for these NBA finals though. To pan out, it's a good series, tied series though. Yep, about a week ago, I think a lot of people thought it was over, but oh, yeah. we're right back in it. Oh yeah, definitely don't. Yeah, definitely don't count out a a very talented Bucks team who had a two bad games. The the first two games, two bad games. Yep. And they took a home, tied the series. So, yeah. Milwaukee. Yeah, the Suns they just can't slow down. Like they can't let they can't let off the gas too early. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good there. game set Saturday night. But with that, we're going to be wrapping up episode six wrapping of the up. Winning Program podcast. Already on episode six. I mean, you know, it's been a crazy three weeks doing the. Winning program podcast been a fun experience, very fun. And then we're going to keep on going for another one, another one, episode another seven, one. another one, <laughs> episode seven after. Yes, the sir. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, hmm. But Saturday night we're kind of busy, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're probably on uh, probably on Sunday or something. <laughs> yeah, Sunday. Yeah, we'll see. But what? that thank you guys for listening yes sir thank you guys for listening and that wraps up episode six of the podcast episode seven on the way soon we'll see you let's guys. go let's